on this week's Off the Back Fence. Starting it a little bit differently, NFL Week 8, the upside down round. A lot of upsets to talk about. We dive into each match, all the results. We also do a bit of time travel. We talk about our preview and also the results of the Melbourne Cup and how we may have lost a little bit of money. And with State of Origin Game 1 kicking off this evening, we talked to good friend of the podcast, Mark Maguire, from the regular show, All Things Origin. So stick around and enjoy the show. Right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Off the Back Fence, live with Woz and Coombsy. Coombsy, out of lockdown. How are we going, mate? Doing very well. Played a nice round of um, Albert Park today. Hit final, Finally hit straight off with the driver, so it was quite a good day. Yes. Now, you were texting me. Uh, you were playing with a good friend of the podcast, uh, Dan. Rage quit or just played on angry? Two holes, he just... Hit away, and then he picked up the ball and goes, yep, that's eight. That's done. <laughs> Sounds like Which me. Which is fair. I think at eight's always the scratch. I think the sca- Stableford, so yeah. Yeah, no, we we played a nine when I'm playing comp. That was like me at Corralbin a couple of weeks ago, but I've done me back again, so no goal for me. I've got to strengthen it back up. Mate, another big weekend of sport. Um, Melbourne Cup, Carnival, full swing. NFL was this morning, upside down round. Uh, and also... We do have an interview coming up a bit later on with a good friend of the program, uh, Mark Maguire, talking all things Origin, maybe a little bit of Melbourne Cup chat. But say, mate, why don't we kick it into a little bit of NFL talk round, uh, round, I was going to say week eight NFL. I'm dubbing this the upside down round. Um, I got six picks out of my pick'em out of the full 14 so far with one game in hand. Mate, I, I couldn't pick quick couldn't pick a dirty nose at this stage. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Two weekend two weeks ago I was nationwide ranked at the top two hundred in the pick'em. And now after this week I'm probably gonna be sitting in the mid mid thousands. So yeah, I had another six got six this week. And I think the one that hurt hurt me the most was the charges over the Broncos because I had the charges at plus plus um, point half a point. Yeah, that that was a killer. I'm ecstatic, wrapped essentially. That was one of those. It was one of the four o'clock games in America where you would have would have got lost in the source of all the other games. Charges are up. They've turned into the Atlanta Falcons. They just blew a massive lead. Drew Locke showed he doesn't have moxie as composure apparently from a few commentators over in America. Uh, let him down the field, got him across the line, last second throw to win it, and then obviously Brandon McManus kicking the um, extra point to win it by one for the Broncos. So that they got a handy little win. They moved to three and four uh, right behind the Chiefs, I think. Uh, the big game of the day was the undefeated Steelers remaining undefeated against the Ravens. They ended up having a good win, 28-24. Uh, yeah, the Steelers kept rolling. Uh yeah, I think a big stop at the end of the game. Lamar Jackson got Ravens down the field, but it wasn't yeah, to be. Yeah, stopped short and then fumbled. Yeah, that's it. I oh, wait, fumble. Are you talking about your boy Cam Newton? Oh, he's fucking. He's useless. He's coronavirus. <laughs> that's the problem. But they did put up a much better performance today against the Bills. 
But yeah, it's just it's not good in um, New England to the Patriots right now. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So they're sitting at two and five after that loss to the Bills. Bills are now six and two. Um, first time the Bills had beaten the Patriots in their home stadium for I think it was over fourteen years. So big win for them. And obviously, during that those games in history, there was usually um, some sort of uh, sexual paraphernalia, if that's how you pronounce it, it's thrown onto the field. Uh, not to be this time. There was no fans in the stands. Uh, big upset. Uh, the five and two, the five and one Titans got done by the Cincinnati Bengals, who went on to win thirty-one uh, twenty. Joey Burrow. Uh, two TDs in fourth yeah. quarter. Very touched yeah. with him. Yeah. Well, to, for, he's, Furman is the real deal. Like, he's carrying a team that's an O-line that's getting him murdered each week. He's picking himself back up. He's number one uh, receiver. AJ Green just doesn't look interested. And I think he's, just, he's starting to show that if since, he, since the Bengals can put some bodies around him, he might carry him to the playoffs. I think for the number one draft pick, obviously quarterback, that's the big position in American sports, but I think he's going to win over that locker room a lot quicker than people realize. He's tough. His old coach at LSU, Ed Ogeron, mentioned in an interview recently that the the harder you hit him, the harder he comes back, which I think is a testament to him as a football player. And it's something that Cincinnati definitely needs. They, they haven't had it. Andy Dalton was a fantastic quarterback for them, but he just couldn't get the job done. They ne- never had a playoff win. Whereas you've got that feeling with Cincinnati. I know it's only seven or eight games into his NFL career, but he's got he's got something that may bring a bit of good fortune bit to grit. the city. Yeah, a bit of grit, definitely. Uh, a few other results. A bit of a- Ohio boys as well. So he's got a bit of pride playing for himself for his home oh, state. Oh, 100%. He, he bleeds Ohio, doesn't he? Yeah. So a few other results. Uh, very low-scoring uh, affair between the Raiders and the Browns. Raiders getting up 16-6 to six over the Browns. Uh, Colts absolutely pants the Lions, uh, 41-21. Another upset for the Dogs, the underdogs of the weekend, the Vikings beating the uh, Green Bay Packers. Now, this is the at Packers. Home. Yeah, at home in the frozen tundra of Green Bay. Yeah, the the tour of "fuck you" by Aaron Rodgers is sort of stalled. Yeah, starting to come off the bus a bit. Oh, hundred percent. Like there wasn't anything good about this performance. They were down a lot, and he came back, but he got he got shut out at the very end of the game. So, uh, the Chiefs they covered their ridiculous spread of nineteen and a half points. They smashed the uh, New York Chets thirty-five to nine. Bit of a tra- a possession, as some people would like to call it, but just nice and easy for them. Uh, we got the Dolphins beating the Rams twenty eight seventeen. Yeah, two is tackle of Vowa first game, and I'm just looking at his stats. Didn't really set the world alight with twelve um, completions from twenty two passes thrown for ninety three yards for one TD. Not the stats you'd what um it'd be what a Dolphins faithful would be hoping for. First start, though. Uh, he was, like, there was, they were tanking for him on purpose last year, and luckily for them, um, the hip injury allowed him to come. But, yeah, with all that big big hype around him coming from Alabama, 
Yeah, you just he, hope you hope it's just rough. Oh, it's hard to say this. Let's just say it's hard to say that I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Uh, one of the best stat lines ever, uh, Devontae Parker, the wide receiver for uh, Miami. Three yards, one TD, one reception. So a perfect game for him. Three yards, though, that's that's something incredible. Um, so, yeah, the, they, the Miami Dolphins are very frisky in the AFC East. They're going to four and three. Uh, some other results, the Bears lost to the Saints in overtime, 26-23. Um, the Seahawks rolled against the 49ers. DK Metcalf is turning into one of the best receivers in the league. I can't remember the stat line, but he ended up with 161 yards for two TDs. I think he had about 12 receptions. And Russ is continuing to cook. Like he had that bump when they got beaten last week, I think it was. So they're a six yeah, and one. But he is definitely still the MVP in my eyes. He's just been unbelievable this year. Yeah, pretty much. And then. I think the 49ers have got a bit of a Super Bowl hangover from last year, not winning. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo being dropped or maybe out injured. I didn't get to see the full end of that game due to playing golf. And then kind of neglecting Greg Kittle, their number one weapon on offense. Now, I know I said Greg Kittle off mic, but it is George Kittle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I only say that because I'm pretty sure national commentators at first stage called him Greg Kittle when he first burst onto the scene, so that's fine. (laughs) Um, And the final game, which should have been flexed out, absolute dumpster fire of division, uh, the NFC East battle between the Cowboys and the Eagles ended up going to the Eagles 23-9. Um, the Cowboys obviously losing Dak, losing Dalton. They had Danucci in at quarterback. No idea. He did a nice sidearm throw, which reminded everybody of Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. So that got the Twitter world on fire. Um, the Eagles rolled to 3-4-1, and one, so they had that draw against Cincinnati. But there's nothing good out of that division. That game should have been flexed out. It should have probably been the Seahawks 49ers or the Steelers Raven game on Sunday night primetime. Oh. But it is what it is. Uh, not many takeaways. Like there, there wasn't too many COVID-related incidents this week in the NFL. It was all mainly college. Um, but yeah, the contenders are really starting to show themselves. But Baltimore yeah. is starting to stall a bit. You could say. Yeah, I I think so. Like it was said that they're only good. Like Lamar Jackson is only good if they've got some sort of a lead. Last year, he had a running game behind him, which was just uh, incredible with uh, Mark Ingram, and I think it was someone else. They've got a good rookie in J.K. Dobbins this year, but I don't know. Every time they're behind this year, he really falters, and and it could be anything from not reading the play correctly to just not having enough time on the board. It could be a multitude of things. He's still fantastic. Like He's the reigning MVP, for Christ's sake, but... Against the Steelers, like the Steelers are for real this year. I did not see that coming, especially with Big Ben coming back from a big injury. Their defense is... The AFC North is what the NFC West is. They're both going to probably dish up possibly the championship game between them. Oh, yeah. Anywhere else in the AFC. Barring barring the Chiefs. Yeah, that, I was going to say the Chiefs are probably the exception because they've got Patrick Mahomes. Like they've got the cheat code. But they could run into a team of the Ravens, hell, even the Browns. Like you could see the Brown them sneak the Browns sneaking in as well as 
a wild card. Definitely. And with the wild card formatting this year with the extra team, you don't know. Like it's <laughs> it's it's absolute mess. So you never know. Um, but yeah, some things were pretty much determined. Like the NFC East is just a dumpster fire of a conference. Like I feel, I think two of their teams had buys this week, which was fine. Oh no, the Giants play tomorrow night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which the Tampa Bay Bucks should win outright. Cover the spread, cover the over. They should do everything really. Like the Giants are as bad as the Jets. They'll go combine. They'll keep losing games. It's just going to be bad. Uh, mate, I think we may move back to home. There's not much else going on. We could touch on EPL, but all we need to know is that Liverpool won Spurs 2 currently. Both had good wins. We came back over Brighton. We're Funny playing f- with no real qualified centre-back. Nate Phillips, debut, man of the match. Well done, son. <laughs> one, fun, one fun fact of um, today's game with Spurs this morning was uh, Matty Ryan, the Aussie goalkeeper, he was actually rested for the first time in four years against uh, Spurs. They're not calling it a form slump or anything like that. He's, the, co- the manager is just saying that he's had a big four years he needed a bit of a rest, which I don't know if that's code for he's on the outer, but who knows? Uh, he played a fair chunk. He's beat every international he's played for us. He's played, he, yeah, he's played a lot of football. Like, so, like, Tottenham, yeah, they'll probably save him now because Brighton will be fighting relegation most of the season. So, yeah. Why, why burn him out on a game you're not expected to win when you can save him for a game you shouldn't win? Yeah, exactly. I, I said it to you earlier today, but the saviour, the prodigal son, his return, Gareth Bale, scoring to the match winner against Brighton. I've been a big fat Bale fan from his first stint at Spurs. Fantastic to have him back and good to see him on the score sheet. And the celebration was fantastic with him in uh, Ragulin, I think his name is, or Ragulun, or from the Spanish, from Spain, sorry. Oh, from Real Madrid. Yeah, he. You could just see that they're just having fun. They're enjoying their football, which is fantastic. So um, that's what we really need to know. Basically, Spurs two. It goes Everton. We jumped Everton this morning, which you'd be pretty happy about being a Liverpool fan. But yeah, mate, we might. Oh, can we touch on rugby? I like scrums, and that's all we talk about rugby this week. Yep, that was good. Uh, watching the Queensland election was more exciting on Saturday night than that. That they dished up. Like I flicked between the, and it went from seven nil to fourteen to twenty six. So that's us talking uh, rugby. I think so. Like what? Like there was a comment. I saw something after the game. There was a comment saying they'll be better for it. It's like this has been happening for eighteen years. You haven't won the blood is like you haven't really competed for it. When are you going to put a line in the sand and just say you know what enough's enough? But at the same time, it's the All Blacks, the absolute rugby factory. So oh, just the pinnacle of professional sport, really. Oh, just ridiculous. Um, maybe a bit of luck this weekend in Brisbane, but you never know. Mate, we'll bring a, a back home. Obviously, the Melbourne Cup Carnival kicked into full swing over the weekend. We had the Derby, Victoria Derby on Saturday at Flemington. And also the Golden Eagle Day at uh, Rose Hill, I think it was. Yep. Uh, just a few points that I've written down here. Um, Guy Trash. Oh, this is actually in Sydney, sorry. So in Sydney, the, the Yes, Yes, Yes stakes was won by Guy Trash, written by Jason Collette. Uh, that went straight into Collette winning the Golden Eagle, which I thought was a fun fact. Um, it would have been even better if Jason Collette actually rode Collette, but here we mm. are. Uh 
shout the bar. Now, you were talking to me that you thought you had this in a Quinella for yours, but $30 shot to win. Unbelievable. And I I thought I put him in a Quinella with the favourite Autumn, and I still swear Black and Blue Autumn got through and won that. Yeah. Because from the shot they had, he had him over a nose and then thing. But I still covered my ass with the place bet of $8.50. Laughing. So that's always good. And another little fun fact from this week, out at Tragon, out in regional (laughs) Victoria. I can't pronounce that word. Traugan. Traugan. There you go. Um, Matthew Cartwright, an apprentice jockey, won um, two of the first three races for the day. And his first win was at $61 um, to get a win on the nose. Outstanding. If anyone got onto that, well done. That's it. Uh, Some other notes I wrote down. uh, Ash Run won the fourth, the Lexham Hotham. So that got him automatic entry into the cup on Tuesday. Um, He's a mid-price favourite. Oh, not mid-price favorite. Sorry, he's mid. He's midfield essentially. So, I think there's a like he's a chance, obviously. But running from Saturday into Tuesday, that's a lot on a horse. So you just don't know. Barely does the but double. Uh, another thing, obviously, Sportsbet had their ten thousand dollar bonus bet uh, promo. They picked ten punters. Uh, all got the call up. All made a pick. There was one that wasn't claimed, which turned out to be a seventy-nine year old lady by the name of Delphine. She selected September run. Now, if anybody gets a chance, jump on the sports bet socials. Um, the video is there. And the, yeah. Did you now? Yeah. Very good. In Cronella. <laughs> but Delphine, she picked September run. So it came in at $4.30. So for $10,000, she picked up a nice cool 3400 uh, $34,000. Uh, for a 79-year-old, that must be a nice little kick. So congratulations to her. But I think the biggest story of the day, Johnny Get Angry, a $21 shot, winning the Victoria, Amy Victoria Derby, trained by none other than two-time premiership winning AFL coach Dennis Pagan, who has only just picked up horse training four to five months ago. Training him and train a horse. I tell you what, and he did. He said in his post-game, he was – he was an absolute like case of emotion. He struggled to get words out in his interview. He did manage to punch out this. This is 10 times better than winning a premiership, which I don't know how Kangaroos fans might feel about that. But unbelievable Ooh. scenes. Like he was, he was just inconsolable like in a good way, which was fantastic to see. And that's what horse racing is all about. It's just people that enjoy the craft of it, getting a good win. So... Uh, I'm still winning my super coach, so uh, Mark will be on later on. He's a part of our group. He's not going too well, but I'm still leading roughly going into the last three meets of the week. But yeah, that, like it's a fantastic time of year. We're recording on Monday, so we can do. We'll do a bit of time travel. We'll t- we'll talk a bit of Melbourne Cup now, and we'll talk a bit uh, tomorrow. Uh, but mate, what do you like in the cup? My like, life it, it, is- it's dead set throwing darts into the air and hoping. Oh, I've done a bit of reading today, so I've done a little more research than I normally do in life. Oh, yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm on Tiger Moth at the moment. The favourite, very good. Yeah, the favourite, and it's very weird, like, but just is everything I've read about him, he's due to win this. That's what I've trained it for. At 52.5 kilos, it seems to be the most common one weight 
to win the cup at. And for a bit of an omen, he's jumping out of barrier 23, which is my birthday. Very good. But, yeah, I, I'm currently favoured at $6.50 on sports bet. He's had form of uh, basically two wins in two places, one scratching. He'll be ridden by Kieran McAvoy tomorrow, which will be – he's a fantastic jockey. I always pick him in anything, so – a uh, few other horses that we'd like. Obviously, Luke, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, he loves Anthony Van Dyke for a place, currently sitting at $3.10 fixed at Sportsbet. Uh, picks for mine, uh, very elegant. Uh, has had two two last wins, uh, the Prince of Aaron and Russian Camelot. They're all sitting at 11 and $12. I'm usually not one to pick individual horses on cup day i usually go for a bit of a bit of fun bit of the exotics like try to make uh, trifecta make me a little bit of money so uh, i don't know I'll, i usually do it just before the jump but there's a few horses that i really really like of obviously coming into form with the cup all horses have either had a win or placing um the biggest one there's a lot of talk about surprise baby now second favorite at the moment has, has had only two or three runs since last year's cup so it'd be very interesting to see how that goes. It'd be very fun. I'm just looking at the Ladbrokes odds right now, and a little um, maybe an outside chance for a place. Twilight Payment paying at six dollars at the moment. It's pretty good over the distance. It's had a win, a second, and a third, and it has a good rec- record on a good track of three wins, four seconds, and a sec- and two third places. Not bad, but yeah. It- it, come, it also comes down to the track now. You're in Melbourne. What is the weather looking like? Sunny in 29, so I'll be out in the backyard probably watching the cup over my iPad. Very this nice, mate. Pub. Must be nice. I'll be in the office hopefully watching some sort of race at some stage during the day, but we'll see. Now, we forgot to mention... This is being, you'll probably be listening to this on the Wednesday when we bring out the podcast. Uh, but the boys, we're doing a bit of good jumping on the Movember train. We have teamed up to grow our mustaches. Unfortunately, if you follow us on the socials, we both put up photos of us clean shaven. I look like a 12 year old pubescent boy. Uh, Coombsy has his five o'clock shadow after shaving, <laughs> which is fantastic genetics, mate. Yeah, I, I shaved on. Saturday, and then we took the photo on Sunday because I was like, I was like, oh, we might as well just take the photo now just to cover my ass. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, um, I've been doing this for a couple of years now. I always like it as a bit of fun. Um, now more than ever, it's good to have that conversation. Obviously, a lot of people, not just young men, but a lot of people, obviously go through some things in life. Life's never easy, um, so. Just as a bit of fun, obviously, doing Movember. Now, you can get involved in multiple ways. If you're, Obviously, if you're a bloke, growing a mustache, raising some much-needed funds for men's mental health, uh, testicular cancer. They do a lot of other fantastic uh, men's health projects. I think they're up to about 1,200 different men's projects throughout Australia and the world. So uh, it's fantastic effort. Obviously, if you can't grow a mustache... Uh, they do um, move for Movember. Essentially, you can do, uh, if you've got a Fitbit or a Garmin, you can link it up. You can do your exercise and whatnot. I did it last year. I did 200Ks for Movember. Tell you what, my legs were burning by the end of it. Oh, you're a brave man. I'd yeah, rather just grow some hideous facial hair for that. Well, I did, that, yeah. t- I did that too, but you know. But yeah, this is a very close cause to my heart, as I wrote on our socials. 
I've suffered from anxiety and like other mental illnesses. I got diagnosed six years ago, but probably if you if I think back to it, I've gone through it the whole life. Yeah. And yeah, just think this year with the help of my girlfriend Jess and my friends and family, I just finally decided to get on top of it. And since I've started talking about it more openly, I've now it doesn't it does it's still there, but it doesn't affect me as much. I don't make I don't start lying to people to hide my facts, hide when I'm anxious or stressed. So yeah, yeah it's just better off. It's a good topic to have out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. You've got, and obviously, it comes down to comfort too. Like a lot of people are happy. Like I can definitely say, there's been times in my life I've ne- I haven't been the happiest. I've been really like not worried about my self health, self care, essentially as a person. But it definitely, you definitely have those second thoughts. You second guess yourself definitely. And one of the big things, and proud, I'm proud of you as a maid for like saying that in your post yesterday, is just accepting it and owning it and just being comfortable enough to talk about it. That's a massive, massive step. Obviously, if there are people out there, um, if you're going through things, don't be afraid to talk up. Um, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, yeah. And obviously as a podcast too, we're on social media. If you, if you know us or you feel like reaching out, feel free to send us a DM. Like we're always up for a chat. We always love talking shit. So but we're always there for support. So uh, the boys, we've got ourselves a page. Um, thank you very much to a uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Murray. He's always ch- he's chipped in a hundred bucks already for us. Yes. We've Now we've talked about it. If we hit a goal, we may do some things. I haven't discussed this with my partner. I don't know if you have with yours, but That's we were thinking, <laughs> we were thinking a thousand dollars would be a fantastic goal to raise um, as a team. Now, what were we thinking, mate? As a, oh, like, to get if we get to a thousand, what should we do? Being a sports podcast, I'm, we're going to also this month for every month we're going to put up a famous mo of all sports. Um, there's plenty to choose from. Like you got the Hulk Hogan one, where if I ha- you have to dive on, you die blonde. But oh, um, you got Cliffy Lines with the perm mullet and the. Um, <laughs> The womb, uh, womb whisperer. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just like. I'm more than willing to sacrifice. I'm more than willing to grow some hideous facial hair for a good cause. So, if anyone's got any ideas of what type of mo to grow, send us a message on our socials, and I'll have a good attempt at trying to grow one. Yeah. Now, I think if I if we hit a thousand dollars as a team, I may leave mine on for Christmas girlfriend will probably hear this through the podcast and i won't say anything i'll just leave it and see if she listens through yeah. um but yeah jump on ball we're at november look for off the back fence or look for nathan coombs or warwick ahern on uh november but mate we are we haven't touched on probably one of the our favorite times a year and the reason why we haven't touched it is we've got a guest coming up so we've got mark mcguire a friend of uh, mine uh from the regular show he has his own podcast um but we what do we say we uh, kick it over to him and uh talk a bit of origin mate oh i can't wait i've been waiting for this since about, uh, first week of june let's oh, get me, it on me too righty we'll kick it over to the interview now uh we now welcome on a friend of the podcast Avid North Queensland. Am I a friend of the podcast? Yeah, Am you I? Are, you are a friend of the podcast. Avid North Queensland, Cowboy supporter, Green Bay Packers supporter, horse racing enthusiast. Uh, you can either. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can find him 
either interviewing interesting people on his podcast, The Regular Show, or stirring up QAnon conspiracy theorists on Reddit. It's a big off-the-back fence welcome to Mark McGuire. Oh, that's the best intro ever. I thought you might like yes. that. <laughs> How good is that? I love How good is that? Oh, that's the greatest. Uh, oh, I could die happy now. Oh, I thought you might Ricky like that. Ricky boys are going to be in trouble tomorrow. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck, bro. Reddit's been alive today too. The Americans are buying guns and ammo and shit and they're oh. fucking chasing each other down in cars. Jeez. Mate, if you've never been to America, don't. If you won't go tomorrow. It'll be the fucking world's biggest toxic waste dump. That fucking just, place. Holy just shit. Just a little side thing. Our mate Brad Lynn, he has a bet for the last six months, and then today in the group chat's gone. Fuck it, boys! I'll show you his real gambles. At gambles, he's putting everything on on it, on his boy Donny Trump for tomorrow. <laughs> so, so and then he more got, markets on the election than it did on the Melbourne uh, Cup. And then he the, and then he's gone. I'm putting that into Carlton to make the top eight, and then once Carlton start winning, I'm going to pull it out. So I, I walk out a happy man. <laughs> We could get we, oh, no. we, we could go all day about the election and Donny Trump, but mate, we probably should talk about the footy, but we, we should, mate. We definitely, definitely should. Uh, we brought you on, obviously, specifically. You're a Queenslander. I'm a Queenslander. Coombs is a Queenslander, so we thought we'd talk a little bit of Origin. Probably my favourite time of the year. A uh, bit of a weird one, though, at the end of the year. So we'll just dump into a few things now. I've got a few questions now, um, Sparky. First ever memory yeah. of Origin for you. What is? What do you remember and what got you hooked on Origin? Uh, I remember going to the games as a kid with Dad when I was a young fella, still primary school, and we used to get seats. Dad used to prefer to sit on the hill, but you can't sit on the hill with a you know a seven or eight year old. So he'd get uh, they'd save he'd save up a bit of extra coin, and then we'd sit in the grandstand in the old Lang Park. And uh, when you looked across from the Ron McCullough stand across the other side of the field towards where the brewery was, you'd see the forex man on the side of the brewery with the four X's flashing and then he'd be waving at you. Oh, That's my earliest memory of origin, mate, is actually a f- the fucking forex man. Yeah, you're yeah. but uh <laughs> Yeah. I can remember old Lang Park. Yeah, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I remember. I remember one of my first memories was going to the first drawn match at the old Lang Park. I was crook as a dog, though. I only saw the first forty minutes of the under nineteens, and then I didn't even get to see the full game. So, a bit of a shame that. How old were you? Oh, I think it was about nine or ten. Mine oh, okay. was like um, North Sydney losing in a final to North Sydney Bears. Mm. I went from the age of seven. Through to the age of unfortunately 20, mm. 30, I went to twenty Broncos games and did not see one victory. Oh god! Until Jesus. that cow- until that Cowboys game <laughs> last year where I I won the point spread. I had, nearly had a Cowboys fan threaten to put my teeth down the back of my throat. <laughs> we those North Queenslanders, mate, they don't do some of that, do they? No. Hey, they're calm no, and casual. They were just they were just filthy. They're like he's, he's going to kick a disrespectful field goal, fucking Milford. He's going to get the thirty nine points. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Mate, obviously, mm. like I mentioned, Origin at the end of the year with COVID and whatnot, they fl- uh, they flipped the script on the schedule. Um, What's your thoughts on the Origin being at the end of the year? Yeah, look, I, look, the, I'm reading today that the you know they they really hope that it rates well on the telly because if it rates well on the telly, the NRL might look at you know moving it to later in the year on a permanent basis. I, I think mm. they've I think they've got that ass about face. To be honest, it shouldn't be about whether it rates well, it should be about what the what the actual games are like. Yeah, you know, you got to th- you could think about a bloke like you think about the, the the Roosters players that are in this game. They only finished playing two weeks ago, mm. three weeks ago, 
and they've had so they've had a couple of weeks off, but they played in England in February. Mm. So they've had they've been playing since February. Yeah. And you know. And so they might have had a couple of weeks here and there after the World Club Challenge to sort of get healthy before the start of the year. And then, of course, they had the break with COVID. Everyone had that break. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's still a long time to be, quote, unquote, you know, working in your job. Your job is to play footy. I don't know, mate. Like, I guess it'll see because I guess these boys are going to come off the end of the year. The boys that didn't make the finals have had a couple of weeks break. So they, they, they'll be able to freshen up a little bit. But... The other players, like the blokes coming out of the Panthers and out of the Storm, I mean, they're not not just the Storm boys because they probably had a decent Mad Monday, but <laughs> I'd say they might be. If you see that Hang photo up. of Cam Munster, he looks he looked terrible on that team photo. That was brilliant. That, but, that was gro- but, that was Grog Monster Central. That that's oh, right, mate, that's, that's, that's oh, we've all been there. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I don't think we have because not all of us have had a session with Brandon Smith. So. He's still alive and he's still going. He's, he's, he's at the Brunswick Hotel this afternoon. He's in the oh, no. he's in the dead he's in the dead set championship rounds of the Mad Monday Bender old cheese. Oh, he's oh, he's mate, up the there cheese. with um, Andrew Johns from '97 now easily. Oh. Joey had to be with everyone in Newcastle that year. Yeah. But, mate, I, I, yeah, so I don't know. Like I, like I said, I just think they might have an ask about face. I think it'll be about what, what the games are like. Now, it's hotter. It's, uh, you know, the boys have been playing for longer. I don't know. Like the, the middle of the year has always been, I think, a sweet spot because it gives you that separation point between the start of the season and then the middle of the year, and then you get the end of the season leading into the finals. So, yeah, I mean, it does disadvantage some teams more than others because some teams get more players in, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, those teams that get more players in are generally higher up on the ladder. Mm-hmm. And so it, it sometimes might even even out the field a little bit on the run into the finals. But at the end of the day, mate, if you're in a good team, you shouldn't have to worry about losing a couple of blokes here and there for a few weeks in the middle of the year. It shouldn't ruin your chances to win the comp. No. That's what I think. Yeah. No. So... Mate, I'm a purist. I, I like it in May, June, May and June and July mm. uh, with those couple of weeks break in between. Um, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to it, to be honest. Like, I've been hanging out for Origin for ages. Because I made the comments it was. It was like a bit like how the Socceroos used to have the club versus country debate. Yeah. How, like, are the clubs going to release a player to go play Origin at the end of the year knowing that five weeks later... They're going to have to turn up for, or eight weeks later, they got to turn up for the preseason. They might, in that Origin campaign, got, got touch wood, none of them do an ACL or yeah. um, have to have a full shoulder reconstruction. Yeah, mate. I mean, you saw a few years ago, I mean, JT did his ACL in game three, yeah. uh, game two, sorry, or whatever, whenever it was, I think, one of those years. And then, and then he was gone for the year. And, you know, you take a bloke like him out of, the, of a team in the middle of the year. I mean, that's cactus for the Cowboys. Yeah. So you know, I guess yeah. If you if you if someone does a does a knee in this game, or any of the three games, then they're gone till middle of next. Especially year, yeah, one of the others. big big paid players. So yeah, definitely. So that made the, but to be honest, mate, there's always a risk. Like these, yeah. you can do a knee getting out of bed if you twist the wrong way. Like it, it's, mm. I don't know. Like uh, it's some blokes uh, get hurt just you know. Well, who, who one of the boys fell off a fucking horse one year? I mean, you can't you can't put them in cotton wool. No, and you got to you got to remember too, they're footballers. They're not that fucking bright, right? Like, <laughs> it's not like they're launching rockets into space. Right. I mean, Corey Oates can't even spell his own fucking name. So, Easy. like, you know. Anyway, I digress. Uh, now, obviously, end of the year, it's a bit different format. They've had a twenty is it twenty? It's twenty seven man squad. Uh, what have you made of the teams? Yep. Obviously, we might focus a bit more on Queensland because we're fairly biased, sort of like. Gus 
Ross school with his Panthers the other week. But uh, what, I'll, I'll comment about the New South Wales team. Oh, I've got plenty for you on the on the Blues, P- perfect, mate. Yeah. Per- yeah. Perfect hit us on. This is why we got you on, mate. Look, mate, I, I actually like I see I see a lot of comment around there from people who are writing us off and and even Queensland supporters that are looking at our team and, and writing us off. And if you want to go one to don't go one to twenty seven, go one to seventeen on the teams they've picked for the for the first game. I mean, Teddy's been the best fullback in the comp for ages, right? And that's there's no one even close to him. Ponger on a good day can get close to him, but that's it. You know, he's just nearly he did a knee in the semi. He's come back. They've said he's fit, but I mean, like I said, he's been playing since February against he's got AJ Brimson. Bad knees, exactly. I mean, he did his ACL and his debut for the Tigers. That, for that's sake. right. So, yeah, yeah. I think he did two. Yeah, two I mean, AJ's years, been hurt yeah. too, but I mean, AJ's young, and you got to remember the Titans finished the end of the year with a wet fucking sail. If there were two more rounds left, they'd have made the eight, and you they know, would have scared some teams. They would have scared some teams. I don't know much about Xavier Coates. He didn't play much this year when he got hurt during the middle of the year. And, I mean, the Broncos were awful, so they didn't really give him much of an opportunity. But the things I saw from him, you know, he's he's kind of like a Daniel Tupo. I mean, he really is a big, tall body, gets up in the air nicely on kicks. And I, th- um, I think that – He's a winger, so he can't tackle to start with, so we didn't worry about shut that. Shut up. But. Um, so, also, yeah, with Coates too, I think he's opposing Ado Carr instead of Tupu too. So, that's a good battle. For, like, that's a good matchup for him aerially anyway, if that's a word. Aerially, yeah. Speed-wise, no. I mean no, – Speed-wise, he's matching it. Come close. I don't know, mate. I don't think anyone can match the Fox, can they? I think the only bloke in, in either squad that can match the Fox is probably Pappenhausen, and he's wearing a blue jersey too. Well, you say that, but Philip oh. Sammy caught him down last year. Remember that? Yeah, he's the number five for yeah. Queensland, so that'll be good. I like the selection of Sammy. I mean, and he's Branko Lee. Yeah, Philip is. But Branko Lee's a big body too. And, I mean, he only had that one moment against Whiten in the grand final where Whiten got the best of him. But he kind of had his measure there most of the way. I mean, Branko's a big body too. He's a big boy. He's basically a back rower in a cent playing in, hmm. in, in the centres. Mate, Dane Gagai, I mean, he's never played a bad game for Queensland. Doesn't matter where he's going to be. Like, you could put him at lock, he'd do a job. Um, for me, I mean, the Blues have picked Gutho and Whiten. I mean, I love Gutho. I think fucking, like, mate, lot, he's pretty polarising at times, but I think he's just, you know, he, he rates the highest of all of the players in the comp with effort every week and the, and the GPS scores. <laughs> he, he's probably the fittest bloke in the comp, easily the fittest bloke in the comp. Well, maybe Cameron Smith could probably do him, but at the end of the day, he's, he's a good player. He played pretty well this year. He had some moments there. He's out of position in the centres, but as Whiten and Tavrojevic showed last year, it doesn't matter. No, ex- really. exactly right. Like he, like the Blues gave that best example where they just chucked the best players and they made it work essentially. And yeah, like they, let meant- float. they just let them really float around the field when they needed to. And I, th- yeah. and I think that's the same with Cody Walker playing 14 for New South Wales too. Like they're talking about him being on up in the middle also. I don't know how it's going to work, but who knows? Not really that – like defensively, he gets caught out quite a bit at South like during the season some of the yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, Jack Whiten's a big body. You could always put him in the middle and stick Cody out wide if you wanted to just to get him on the field. I mean, Freddie's a fucking – like lunatic. So whatever we think he might do, he'll probably do the exact opposite. You wouldn't he's know. Got to walk it around. He's got to walk it around and rundle more bare feet at the moment, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. You know he gets him. You know what he does that. You know why he does that? He's into earthing. You ever heard of earthing? Yeah, yeah no. I've, yeah. Um, psychologist told me to do it. It's it does relax you in a weird in a way because you just kind of just relax. But 
Does, yeah, it come with some, the- does it come with some free weed as well, or do you have to buy that separate? <laughs> Not a drug guy. Fucking, oh. No. <laughs> yeah. Look, the, oh, I'm vegetarian. Yeah, no, let's not talk about it. Look, the, the, the thing I like, the, the matchup I really like in the, in this game is the halves matchup. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you've got two experienced halves, origin experience in Daly and, and Cam for Queensland, and you've got two, a bloke on debut in Luke Keary and a bloke who just come off probably one of the best halfback seasons that we've seen for a while, Who and he should have won the Dally M, really, but at the end of the day, didn't. But, yeah, got him to the grand final, had a bit of a barry. I mean, he did some good things, but he also sort of dropped the ball a little bit. But, I mean, Kiri was out and out the star of the comp in the first 12 rounds. Yeah, he um, was. But, you know, went a bit quiet there at the end. The thing I don't like about Kiri is, is that he's only he's only a little fella, and I know he plays above his weight, but I think the reason why Wayne's picked Cohen Hess, I think, he's is just run to him. run it, run it. I see. I think he's just told he's going to tell Cohen, look, I don't care what you do, don't pass the ball, just run it every time you get the ball, run it straight at Luke Keary, please, and high knees, always high knees. I'd be interested. <laughs> yeah, and I mean he's prone to one. I'm definitely interested to see come game time if. Wayne swaps out Hess for maybe Jaden Sewer because obviously Wayne's he likes playing a bit of mind games, obviously switching the team up. So that's also another thought. I like the pick of Sewer off the bench. I reckon he'll be really, really good for Queensland. I think he's, more, he's like the Carl Webb type mold. He'll bring the aggression off the bench yeah. after that first Yeah, I guess you don't realize how big he is either no. until you do a bit of reading up. He's a big boy. Wayne will know how to get the best out of him too because he coaches him in, uh, at the Rabbits. Hmm. Um, I think Daly versus Nathan's a really good. You know, really good. Daly struggled this year at times, but you know he he won a few games nearly single handedly. Yeah, he definitely by himself with for Manly this year. I think without Trevojevic, something on the stats, he nearly beat um, Nathan Cleary in most stats for the year. I'll have a look. Yeah. It's on the NRL. Yeah, on nine. I'm, I'm pretty sure he like ousted him on most stats, like line breaks and try assists and everything like that. I, I don't know. Uh, while Coombsy's looking up that stat. Can we expect an upset, Sparky? Do we reckon we can see something? Yeah, yeah $3.10. Get on. More you put on, more you get back. Look, it's a fucking two-horse race. And, like, we've only talked about the back line. I actually reckon we've probably, apart from We've Cohen, got a better forward pack. I think we've got a better forward pack. Like, yeah. Christian Welch this year, he's the clean-up man at Melbourne, and he's got that starting eight jersey, and I, I agree with that choice. He's a bit. He's a bigger body than Jai Arrow. He'll get through a shit ton of work. That first 20, 25 minutes he played in the grand final, he was fucking everywhere. Mm. He's a no nonsense prop. He just he'll just make some meters and he'll make his tackles. I he'll like Friendy. Yeah, I like Friendy. Oh, if you're going to put Welsh and Saifidi up against each other one on one, I mean that's a push. I'd take you know, Welsh every day. Of the oh, I'd take yeah. Welsh over Saifidi definitely. Friendy, I mean Friendy's tough. I don't mind the choice of Friendy. I would have, I would have picked Harry Grant, but I I don't mind the choice of Friendy. He's experienced, and you got Benny on the bench to come off and give him a break. So yeah. it's a good. I'm good I'm pick. happy. I was in the same boat as you. I reckon I would have gone Grant, but at the same time, Friend has been knocking on the door of that nine jersey for he so it. many years, he but does. he has always fallen flat at the wrong time with injury, which is such a such yeah. an unfortunate thing. He would have at least played at least minimum ten games for Queensland, but he's there. But yeah, I've got the daily. Stats. So he scored six tries to clear his eight, 20 tries to clear his 17, more tackle breaks, more line break assists. And the only difference was the forced dropouts where Cleary doubled him with 27. Yeah. 
Look, uh, when you think about it too, the, the season that the Panthers had with the crop of kids that they had coming through that just announced themselves, you know, like the Whitens and, and Toas and all those boys that come through and Crichton, sorry, and just, you know, were nobodies at the start of the year. Alpi Coruscant was a big pickup for them too. Best buy of the oh, year for me, he I reckon. Re- he, yeah, he really, you know, he at times he was the form hooker in the comp. You know, he had him really humming. Jakey will get the forward pack on the front foot. He's really good out of dummy half at, at soaking up that marker pressure. Yeah, definitely. Which is something that, you know, which is something that the good hookers can do. I mean, Papa's been the form prop in the, in the comp. No one can say otherwise. Um, he can take a forward pack on by himself. You don't need to talk about that. So, I mean, Paulo was good this year for the for the Eels too. Don't worry. But he did go missing in some games. Yeah. And- yeah. No. Well, that's what we – like, he, we're talking off Mike. It's like – when the eels weren't going forward, he kind of went disappearing very quickly. Bit of the hard, and bit of the hard. Obviously, be doing that in Origin, yeah. Yeah, you can't go missing because you need every player on the field to be doing their job at all times. That's you know, and, and our back row, Cohen Hess didn't have the best year for the Cowboys, but the Cowboys were pretty awful. Cohen tried a bit too hard at times. He was trying to pop off loads and be a bit cute, but. Really, Cohen has needs to remember he's big, he's and he's strong, Just and he can run move. that off the shoulder. Run, yeah, that's it. It run, so well good, run good lines, make your tackles, shut your mouth. That's basically, and that's what Felice Kafusi does. Yeah, he, I mean, he oh. just, yeah, he's he's just everywhere. So for me, I mean, Tyson Frizzell, he was pretty good for the Dragons at times, but you got to remember the Dragons coach got sacked halfway through the year. So I mean, the tra- Dragons didn't go that bloody good. No. Um, and Boyd Cordner's had much had more head knocks than fucking the rest of the squads combined. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, very worried for Boyd Cordner. I'm surprised if he knows how to tie his shoes by the end of the season. Yeah, it's, I worry for Boyd. I, yeah. I really do, mate. I mean, he's tough. He's a good footballer and, and he comes across like a really good bloke and I worry about a bloke like that who's sometimes just a bit too tough for their own bloody good. It makes yeah. it makes me also think of obviously the foot, footy players back in the 80s. I think the biggest one that comes to mind is Mario Fennec. And how yeah. he's traveling at the moment, like you don't see him very often Ian, on TV or that because obviously the footy show is not on. Ian much. Roberts. Ian Roberts is another Ian one. Roberts. Yeah, but he couldn't do his acting career because he can't remember the he can't remember lines. Can't remember things. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit. It's yeah. very scary. It's yeah. a very scary thought. Um, but I, I reckon our back row definitely rates higher than the New South Wales back row, hundred percent. Like T- yeah. Tino, obviously, this is his first full year in top grade. And to come in as the starting lock, and that's another one I think Wayne might even contemplate is putting Joy Arrow. Jo- I think Joy Arrow will start. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I don't know, boys. I think he might keep Tino in there just because he's of his size. I think he he wants that big body in there early to soak up a bit of bit of pressure, knowing that Joy Arrow can come on at the twenty or twenty five and and Dude. play extended minutes. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, Joy Joy can play sixty, sixty five, seventy minutes, no problem at all. So, you know, if 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 it's me, I don't mind the start. Start the big kid. Let him get it. Let him feel his way into it. He's got Kafusi on the field too at the time, so he can, you know, Kafusi can can sort of bring him along. Benny Hunt will do a job. I mean, Jakey Travojevic was so good for the fucking Manly Seagulls this year. If you're going to build a club around a bloke, you build a club around Jakey. I mean, he's just he's a nice he's so guy. Good. Yeah, he's so good through the middle. I don't know. I don't he, know. One thing I, I don't know about his comments today about Dylan Walker. I will leave that there. But Jesus Christ, yeah, that was well. bad. <laughs> You stay, yeah. They, I know. I get it. You got to stick up for your mates, but yeah. not if your mates are a dickhead. Yeah, he just said it was out of character. I was like, I don't know about oh, that. Dylan Walker hit someone in public again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, he bashed two blokes apparently. Anyway, oh, so, Jesus, uh, allegedly, yeah. allegedly. 
Um, um, look, if I'm if I'm going again on the bench now, Benny Hunt. I mean, Benny always does a job. Yep. I know he's a bit. He's a little bit of a polarizing kind of figure. People Mitchell either Pierce love him or hate him. Queensland was his call. Was his call in the Mitchell Pierce of Queensland no, I before? Don't yeah. don't. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I, I am not going to knock another Central Highlands bloke. Definitely not. God, I'll get hunted for that he's, shit. He's from Jeringa, mate. Anyway, look. <laughs> Look, he's look. He always does a job. He was one of the best. He won the he won the best and fairest for Queensland last year in the oh. series last year. Now I know he didn't get the chocolates, but we were pretty close in game three. So wow. you know he wasn't far off. He, he, and he does do and, the job in the middle. His defense is really strong. He can cover the halves. It's a good selection. Definitely, it's Cody Walker is a five eight. Um, so. You know, I think we've got a bit more versatility there with Ben. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ben Hubler, um, kind of like the Cooper Cronk mold where Cooper ended up playing when he came off the bench, was playing as a lock sometimes to yeah. give us that fourth ball player. And that'll be the, Benny can come on and play middle too. And that'll be the same, and that'll be the same for Hunty when Cherry Evans like calls time, but I reckon they're the same age, so I reckon they'll go out at the same time. Um, we, yeah. d- we have touched on Xavier Coates, AJ Brimson. Is there any other debutants that you're looking forward to getting into the arena tomorrow night, Sparky? Jaden Sewer. Oh, look, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with Jaden Sewer. I'm looking forward to him ripping in there off the bench. I'm actually also looking forward to what Lindsay Collins can do too off the bench. Yep, good pick. He's a big boy. Um, I didn't realize, I actually didn't even know he was a Queenslander, but there was a few games through the middle of the year where the Roosters were missing some blokes where he really stood up and got them going forward. Yep. Um, you know, he's a big, raw bone kid. I would have loved to have seen um, Allen from uh, Souths get a start in this game somewhere. Yeah, Corey Allen. I think he's going to be something pretty good when he gets a bit when he gets a bit more experience under his belt. Well, I reckon. Um, I reckon so with him too. I think he was a bit unlucky. I, I did read somewhere that Wayne sort of chucked together a seventeen because he had to put a team together, not knowing like how he was going to play the squad. I think Allen, for some reason, suspended for game one. I think something happened yeah, in the prelim. Of, yeah. Yeah, okay. for the shoulder charge or something. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. but even so, like going into game two in a week's time, like there could be injuries, but you've also got Val Holmes coming back into game two. Um, so yep. you've got to slot him in somewhere. Obviously, he's one of Queensland's wing. best wingers. He's got, to play, he's got to play on the wing. He can't – he's not he a won't fullback. Take, I don't know. I don't think, AJ, I think AJ's going to have an absolute storm of boys. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a question. No, not at all. Nah, I think I think, think Caelan Ponga might be a little worried. Oh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't see AJ taking over. I think Pong is overall a better football player, yeah. and got the more upside for his career. You got to remember the kid's only still what twenty two. Yeah, he's yeah. a young and I think he'll end up going into the halves though. That's what is yeah. coming up that rumor. He's going to end up playing in the number six. Well, all the great ones, you know, they talk about the 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 ones that can do the things that Ponga can do. Like, you know, he he moves like a Benji Marshall did when he was in his younger years. He probably moves a bit better, actually. Yeah. He's got that passing game, so you can see him running at six easily. Anyway, he'll be yeah, he will be back next year. Look, I, I wanted to touch on too. I don't have look. look He's better football player than I ever was, but I don't know how the fuck Angus Crichton got a start in this Blues seventeen. Yeah. I mean, there were there are another like any of the other ten blokes in the squad would been would have been better than Angus Crichton, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. That, that, that baffles me a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that one. I'm not too sure. He was strong for the Roosters back end of the season, which I think got him over the line. As for being in the seventeen, I think there was definitely a few other players that could have gotten a start. Um, I'm just trying to. They were reading this team list just before, and I. 
I thought it was like Regan Giller was 18th man. Um, I don't know if they need another big yeah, body, but you've got that. Another one, this is where I got a little confused. They've got Zach Lomax on the extended bench, who is a proven center who played very well for the Dragons, but then you're going over Gutherson, which may be that argument of best player to fit him into a role. Like, I don't know. I think some of the selections for New South Wales, I feel, are a bit lazy. Like they've just got they're sort yeah, they're sort of moving back into like I think what Queensland doing. Air of confidence, New South Wales have got this. Year. Yeah, but I which think, they shouldn't have. I don't think. Yeah, it's ah uh, fuck them. Let them get cocky. Yeah. Mate. Whenever they're cocky, is when we belt exactly them. Exactly right. And then we play, and then we'll play the video of them doing the hand grenade to us, and they'll give us another ten years worth of motivation. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I don't think Wayne needs that for inspiration nah. with these boys, mate. I mean, Wayne's, you know, Wayne's got a pretty simple message. I saw an interview with Dean Young. And they were talking about when Wayne was coaching at the Dragons and that grand and that uh, semi final before they made the grand final, and I think they were down at half time. And Wayne walked in and he walked around the room and he just walked around and he didn't say anything. And everyone's sitting there waiting for him to say something. And he just walks around. And he walks around. And he just looks at him and he says, "When are we going to start playing like St George?" And they went out and won the game. I mean, it's not hard, right? Like no, he's the motivator. He's he's he's. I think he's gone past the whole tactician. tactician. Kind of mentality. Yeah. He's a man manager now. He's got he's got the support. Well, they've side got around. Neil Henry, mate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Neil Henry's going to run the tactics, and and he's one of the best tactics men out there. Mal, and Mal's the Mal's not a coach. Too. We all know that Mal was yeah, no, during Mal's origin time. He was the Wayne Bennett. That was that was my, that was manager. that was Michael Hagen or Michael Hagen, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's I don't I don't I can't see how. A Queensland three dollars ten. I think that's a bit uh, that's a bit rude. But mind you, the Blues have had. The Blues have been cocky for 40 years, mate. So, you know, they thought they were going to belt us in 1980 and they think they're going to belt us in 2020. And fuck them, they can think whatever they want. At the end of the day, it's 17 blokes on the field that'll make that decision. And, you know, we've got the talent on that in that team to roll these blokes and to roll them, you know, if we get on the front foot early with our forwards and we get those two halves, Kiri and Cleary, on the back foot, I mean, they're not good enough to... to to pull a side out of the shit. If your forwards are, aren't rolling forward, mm. you're not going to score. You know, you're not going to score 20, 24, no. 30 points. You got to remember, too, boys. This is this is the new rules too, as well. So we're back to one ref, yep. six again rule. So it's momentum football. If you get on the right side of the momentum, you're going to score points, oh. and you need to put teams away. And if if our blokes can come out firing early and put a few points on these blokes. I reckon they can crack them, and you don't know where Cleary's head is after losing a grand yeah. final. Yeah, you know. Now I've just gotten the notification. We're running out of time for our interview. So, Mark, this has been fantastic, man. Um, final question. Don't call me Mark. Sorry, sorry, Sparky. Or I'll call you your nickname <laughs> I gave you today. No, thank you. Don't, don't, don't put that into the universe, please. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I'll, I'll text you, Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, so final question. Um, we'll wrap it up. Series prediction, who's winning game one? Man of the match and first try, mate. Who do you think? Mate, uh, that's tough. I haven't thought about that too much. Look, um, we'll win game one. Yep. Um, I'm going to say daily to get man of the match. Right. Just on Coombsy's stat line. Yep. I think he'll put a few blokes away. He needs to He needs to have a stormer for us to win. So, daily man of the match. Uh, we'll, win by, we'll win by eight. Just because it'll make my heart more comfortable if we're up by eight with five to go, and I'm not worried. Good football number. Um, yep. Yeah. And um, series win, 
Man, we'll roll them in. Th- we'll roll them three nil. Yeah, um, there we go. If we get the if we if we get the first one over them, they'll shit themselves. And you know, going back to Sydney, won't be a full crowd, so it won't mm. be. You know, and they'll only be. Fiddler has had the rub of the green since becoming an Origin coach. He hasn't really faced any adversity yet. No. Yeah, and you know, well, we won game one last year, so you know, he pulled them out of the shit there, and I mean, uh, you know. He's been Freddie. He's in a bit of he's in a bit of shit in the in the media today, actually, or yesterday about um, his comments about the West Tigers Club. Um, yes. So Bryden's so oh. Bryden's lawyers is the major sponsor of the West of the Blues. Yeah. And the boss or the owner of Bryden's lawyers is the one of the chair is the chairman of the West Tigers. Mm. We say so, defamation case against Freddie. <laughs> no, not so well. Yeah, he didn't personally vilify anyone, but he basically said that the West Tigers will never be a force again because they're terrible. And he hasn't picked Jason. He didn't pick Nofaluma either. And think oh. about how good he was. Yeah, this year. definitely. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Definitely. So look, you know, Freddie. I, li- I listened to Freddie's commentary and I think it's awful. Mind you, I think the entire Channel 9 commentary team should be sacked mm. and they should start again. I- but- agreed. We'll um, go to Foxtel. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, I like Foxtel. I think they're good. But yeah, no, just go. Foxtel gets everything. Yeah, good. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck Gus off. Fuck Freddie off. I mean, they don't. There's, there's know, no, I mean, JT can hardly put three words together. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, with, I think Fox has got better an analysis now. Cooper Cronk there sort of makes it for me. Like he can break down a play mm. better than anybody. I could listen to him all day. Yeah. So look, I think, I think Freddie, look. If we roll them in the first game, there's every chance that with this new format too, um, with a couple of good players coming back into the squad like a Val Holmes for the next game, um, you know, hopefully everybody stays healthy. We've got a good extended squad. I mean, they've got a couple of players that could come in too, but, you know, I think it's really going to be around six and seven. And if those two boys can fire and play really well, I can't see – I can see us rolling these blokes and, and I can see us rolling these blokes – in three games in three weeks and then we can give uh, all our New South Wales mates uh, the, the, the uh, razzling they deserve because they're oh, a bunch it, of tip rats. 100%. And I can get the tattoo altered on my ass as well so that'll be even better. Coomsie, <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, you're, we'll go to you also. Serious prediction. Who's winning game one, man of the match, first try? Oh, Sparky, did you say um, first try? Point. No, I didn't say first try but it'll, it'll have to be um, have to be Sammy on debut, won't it? Oh. I think Coombs is going to go against you on that, but yeah, go on, Coombs. I'm going to go um, Queensland to win twenty to eighteen, uh, twenty to twelve. Twenty to twelve. So you count on the eight points. That's the eight point spread. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, man of the match. I'm going to go Cam Munster because we all know you play your best game after a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate re- ultimate Resi's code, mate. Yep, that's that's on with that. Um, First try, I'm going to say Dan Gagai because he has a knack to sniff out the line in origin. Very true. And serious prediction, I'm going to go 2-1 because I have a sneaky suspicion. We beat them here. They'll ambush us in game two, but then back home in Queensland where there'll be no New South Wales fans in the crowd, we'll kick the living shit out of them. Yeah, no, I'm with you that. I'll, I'll be going to game three too. Update, boys. Queensland currently three dollars thirty. Blues dollar thirty four. The line is eight. Ooh. And uh, Gagai oh, is fourteen. 
Gay guy is 14 to 1 first try scorer. Xavier Coates is the best of the Queenslanders at 13. Very, very good. And the best of the Blues is Addo Carr at 750. I'll get that, I'll get that EPL, uh, that Champions League multi this morning. Tomorrow morning, it'll be going all on a gay guy. <laughs> uh, right. I'll go 2 1 Queensland, obviously. I reckon the same as Coonsy. I reckon New South Wales will get us in game two. We're winning game one. I've already put a punt on at four dollars to Queensland to win one to twelve. So the eight point spread for me will work. I'm happy with that. Um, man, the match for me, I reckon, bit of a bit of a roughie. I reckon it's going to be Big Tino. I reckon Tino plays out of his skin in debut. I reckon he will set the standard for the whole series for himself. I reckon he'll go man. <laughs> I reckon him going man in the match would be incredible. Uh, first try, I'm going to go Xavier Coates, another winger on debut. I'll go opposite to you, Sparky. I think he'll get a kick, and I reckon he'll get first try. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's more than likely going to be a kick, but if it isn't a kick, throw a little saver on Felice Kafusi to score first try, running oh, a yeah. short ball off the, off the fringe. Um, and if you wanted to put a bet on that, was it? Currently, Tino is $51 in man of the match markets. You know what? Well, I lost. All, I, I lost. All, I lost all my money today on the Melbourne Cup, so I'll just watch intently and just really hope that he gets man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, it's going to be. Look, it's going to be a great game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we go, but you know, cheer the boys on and and make sure you give every blue you meet the biggest <laughs> razzling you can. That's it. We're not real I'm people in, on Origin Day. Remember, that's exa- you can do I'm, whatever. You want. That's right. I'm in. I'm in Richmond, so I'm, I'm in Richmond, Victoria. So I'll just target mainly anyone. Congrats for getting out of lockdown, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Let's see how did long you, I last at the pub tomorrow. Did you go play. straight to Kmart the other day with everybody else? Yeah, I did because I needed socks and undies, which is the weirdest thing in life. <laughs> Uh, I didn't realise how important your socks and undies were being a tradesman. Oh, I'm on eBay, mate. It's way better. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No. Call me old-fashioned, but I need to I need to see what they look like at hand. I, even though I'm buying the um, 80-year-old man, the bo- the briefs, I don't go the box of brief. I'm old I'm old school. I'll go the brief. Yeah, the old white front, mate. You've got- yeah, I like keeping the boys tight, <laughs> tight, and, tight in the centre. Tight nigh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. That's great. Oh, God. Uh, Sparky, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Where can we find you, mate? The regular show, you still going with that? Yeah, look, I haven't recorded anything for quite a while, was, but now that I know how to do it remotely, thanks to you two blokes teaching me, I'm actually probably going to have to do some more. So, Hell yeah. Yeah, the regular show, the regular show podcast.com. Uh, I think it's dot a. I don't know. Anyway, look it up. It's on iTunes. It's just called The Regular Show. It's got a blue logo. Perfect. It's, 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 it's just it's just nice. It is. It's a fantastic. I've been there a couple of times. Don't listen to my NRL preview with Sparky earlier this year. I, I, I rinsed the Titans. They rinsed me this year. So, uh, <laughs> and three Broncos say, supporters. Three Broncos supporters. Oh, the Bronx are going to be good this year. Uh, didn't hear from them for the rest of the no, year. No, we did, oh. you did not. Um, Mark, thanks again, mate. This has been awesome. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that, Mark. Cheers. Cheers, Coomsey. Thanks again to Mark Maguire for jumping on to talk a bit of Origin. Very, very exciting. Obviously, the game's kicking off tonight, so we will be enjoying that. Now, we are recording Tuesday night, so we'll do a bit of time travel. So can you hit the time travel button, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, Tuesday night now. So we talked uh, We talked a bit earlier about our Melbourne Cup tips. It's now Tuesday evening. Melbourne Cup is run. Uh, big congratulations to Twilight Payment. Uh, $29 shot winning the cup, led from wire to wire, ran basically the whole 3,200 from start to finish. Uh, Tiger Moth, the early favorite, 
uh, second, and Prince of Aram, the old go- old boy, uh, third time in third year for replacing. So congrats to him also. Mate, how did you take the race? I know we put our tips up on the socials also. I gambled terribly today. I don't know about you. I, yeah, I couldn't even. Oh, I was, yeah, I didn't even get it. I didn't even come close to even a place or anything. And I think, I can't remember, but earlier in the pot, I might have said Twilight Payment. And I had a, like a lightning bulb moment after the race where I was like, I think I just, I think I said he was a chance for a roughie. And yeah, just stupidly, I backed myself in a corner and went Tiger Moth with all my money, which nearly. Yeah. 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 No, I got asked a few, a few friends of the podcast, um, asked them to send through some tips. Obviously, I watch it a little bit more avidly than them who watch it once a year. But yeah, my tips were terrible. I did get two out of three in the trifecta, but obviously not the big one getting the win for me. Uh, yeah, so a bit unfortunate. Obviously, big talking point, and it'll probably be another. Uh, this will continue every single big race meet. Is obviously another horse being injured and being uh, humanly euthanized. Uh, Anthony Van Dyke was one of the favourites. Uh, we do send out our condolences to the connections of the uh, fantastic race horse. Very unlucky. Um, but it does bring up that big debate again uh, for all the anti-horse racing uh, people. Um, I have my thoughts on it. I won't say it on here because I'd rather just keep them to myself, but uh, very, very unlucky. Uh, yeah, Melbourne Cup, a bit of a weird year, obviously, no spectators at Flemington. Uh, how did you spend the day, mate? I know you're on leave at the moment. I, ha- I was stuck in an office. Um, we spent the day in our backyard because we had a beautiful, sunny, 30-degree day in Melbourne, so... Most we had, we felt at one stage, I felt like I was de- living in downtown LA with the three helicopters, uh, police helicopters flying over our house for three hours. Um, and we <laughs> saw on social media how packed the beaches were. So we were like, we got the lux- luxurious of having a backyard in Richmond, which is a hot commodity. So we just sat in the backyard yeah. for the day. Yeah, definitely, mate. Uh, anything else from Melbourne Cup Day to take you, uh, like, like you spotted or anything unusual? Yeah, Dave Hughes, like real odd person being on the Channel 9 commentary, no, Channel 10 commentary, being a vegan, yeah. being a vegan, bit of a like weird thing because they're very like animal cruelty and like as we touched on with Anthony Van Dyke, like there's another case for the um, nut to the cup campaign. Yeah, definitely. No, I did read an article before we jumped on. Um, about the coverage of Channel Ten, obviously, not a lot of people are enjoying it. Yeah, um, obviously, on. Channel Ten bought. Yeah, Channel Nine. I'm um, Channel Nine. Sorry, uh, Channel Ten bought the rights for 2020. I don't know how many more years they are, but they had a lot of pressure is, on them to really to get it done this year. Is it a bit um, like by the sounds of it, Channel Seven having the cricket it just isn't right? In saying uh, that, I don't know. Though, I think I'm over I, Channel Nine cricket commentary. I've, I've gone to Fox Sports. It's it's similar to bloody Channel Nine football yeah. commentary for us, mate. But it, it is what it is. It's just it's weird because obviously there's a lot of change in the TV landscape at the moment. Obviously, t- streaming is a big thing. So who knows? People might be turning off TV soon enough for streaming services. You watch it on the TV account. Exactly right. Put money in your TAB account. You don't have to use it. You can watch whatever you want. American sport, yep. horse racing. That's how I got away. That's how I got away with three years of NBA and NHL. That's exactly right, mate. And we're always looking for freebies, especially with what's going on in the world. Um, but yeah, Melbourne Cup run and done again. Uh, we've got Oaks Day Thursday and the last race meet on Saturday for the Melbourne Cup uh, Carnival. Yeah, Stakes Day, sorry. And uh, yeah, so that's winding up. 
we won't have too many big races coming up afterwards, which is a, which is Great. basically how it always goes. Uh, and probably good for us, mate, and especially for you for your gambling account. Oh yeah, it's just, it was a bad day though. It's the first. It's, <laughs> I can put my hand up and say it's the first time in a month that I started trying to chase my money back. But yeah, thank that's, Christ I didn't that's do not it. A good look. I had I had, lad broke sending me a text message at seven th- seven o'clock um, saying on oh, no, a five thirty saying you happy hour for every win you get on the dogs. You can add thirty percent to your winning total. I was like, "Oh, you tempted fate here." Do love a dish because yeah, to that's how very I used to true. Spend my Thursday night instead of training, I'd go to the Albion Park dog track. <laughs> Hopefully, for no one from New Farm Football Clubs listening in, um, yeah. We might wrap it up, mate. It's been a long show, obviously, with the interview. Thanks again to Mark for jumping on. Uh, once again, go subscribe. Apple, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. Always looking for different avenues. I'm pretty sure we're on Amazon Music now. They've got a podcast section. I can't seem to find it anywhere, but it is what it is. Uh, and once again, we if you do have a spare bit of change, um, you wish to have a chat to us, obviously, where our DMs are open, but do, do get involved with Movember, whether you want to donate, grow or mow, move a bit. But, uh, yeah, um, help the boys out, reach their $1,000 goal and potentially have the mow a bit longer and Coombsy having a mullet. Yep. Um, that, yeah, <laughs> that's going to bite me in the ass, I think. But, yeah, I'm happy to, I think so, too. I'm happy to get it behind a good cause. Oh. Now before we wrap, now before we wrap up, your Sean Marsh fact of the week. Obviously, you gave us something last week. What have we got this week? Well, the Sean Edward Marsh fact of this week is that the great man got himself a hundred in the first innings over the weekend, and he got himself a fifty, which brings his first class hundreds and fifties up to twenty nine hundreds and fifty three fifties, getting a lot of runs coming into a very hotly contested. Um, Australian Cricket Summit deserves another go by my chan- by my omission. Probably is a good solid number six. So, yep. yeah, get, come on, JL, let's give Sean another crack. Hey, mate, I, I want runs. I'm a big fan of the over for runs or anything. So the more runs, the better. Um, but, yeah, I think that we can wrap it up. Anything else for the week? Anything we've missed? No, nah, nothing much. Just look forward to the Mighty Maroons. Hopefully getting a W tomorrow night and... Xavier Coates getting a try on debut, which has become a quite a Queensland tradition for the last 10 years. Definitely, mate. Um, thanks again to everybody tuning in. Um, enjoy the state of origin. Um, enjoy your weeks ahead. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. See you, guys. Love you. Trailing 12-10. Langer pushing it wide. Walters onward. Khan joins in. Floats the pass for Renoff. Renoff down the touchline. Beats one. Gets it in field. Hancock gets it on. Queensland are coming back. Darren Smith for Langer. Langer gets it away. Here's the big fella. Gets the pass on. Coyne. Coyne goes for the corner and gets the try. Queensland. It's a miracle. Oh, yeah. What about that one? Uh, It's Dello. Unbelievable. What about that from Queensland? They can't believe it. Unbridled joy on the sideline, and why not? That's not a try, that's a miracle!